Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton, number number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer in the 6.30 Chad studios, the city's uh, southeast side. Hope you're having a a wonderful uh, Tuesday. Uh, we've had Ken Holland on today's show. We've had Mark Spector. And our show keeps getting better. Jerry Johansson coming up in 33 seconds time from the Sports Corporation. Jerry represents uh, Sebastian Ajo and uh, Brayden Point, two restricted free agents that everybody had an eye on. And Jerry was a very popular guy yesterday around the uh, National Hockey League uh, world. Uh, Jerry's also got Carey Price, Ryan Getzlaff, Milan Lucic, uh, Brennan Gallagher, uh, Brent Seabrook. Uh, the list goes on and on. All right. Uh, second Hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location at Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. Uh, straight off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 7804960063. Jerry Johansson joining us uh, once again on Orders Now. Jerry, thank you for taking time to uh, be on the show. How are you doing? I'm good, Bob. Really good. Uh, any truth to the rumor that you had uh, Julian Breesbaugh on the uh, other line uh, informing him that somebody was going to put an offer sheet on Braden Point? No, no, no truth to that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with, with offer sheets for a while, I think. So. Okay. No, we have, we've had good conversations with Tampa. I, I expect that, uh, that negotiation to go smoothly and normally. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, and, and I've mentioned that it's on the show, Jerry, over the years, and I know you're flattered when we say it, but you, there are certain agents that look for win-wins, and you never believe in, like, you got to get the best deal possible for your respective clients, but there's also a responsibility to put your, your clients in a position where they can succeed and have amicable, long-term, and sustainable relationships with the managers as well. Is that right? You're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, usually the best but usually the best contracts are when both parties are happy. And I think players, you know, it's, it's certainly the money's important, but also their peace of mind and being part of the team and all those things are just as important. And, you know, especially in a cap world where, you know, most teams are spending all the money, all their money. It's just a matter of how, you know, I think, you know, at least my guys seem pretty aware of that. All right. So I saw you Saturday night. We did an event uh, around Colton Pareko, who's got the Stanley Cup tomorrow, by the way. Uh, and I did not get the sense at that time that there was a potential offer sheet coming from the Montreal Canadiens for one of your clients, Sebastian Ajo. So if you don't mind opening up the uh, kimono, uh, the business term a bit here, and educate our listeners, like, was it already in play at that stage, or how quickly did these things sort of occur? Uh, and, of course, there is, for restricted free agents, the opportunity for NHL organizations to engage in those conversations with the respective uh, agents. But just uh, can you shed some light on that? Like, you don't have to say everything, but maybe just help uh, give us some perspective. Sure, yeah. I mean, I would say that, you know, teams are sort of always poking around about what's going on, you know, and it's sort of like what we do with teams. You know, we're always trying to find out, you know, what's what's happening on your situation or with this player. So a number of teams had called to check in, which 
certainly didn't mean they were going to make an offer sheet, but they were just checking in to see how things were going, which is what I consider to be pretty much normal course of business. And then, so the actual offer sheet discussion really didn't really get started until, frankly, on Monday. So, um, you know, and then it got serious. And once you're in those conversations, you know, drafting the offer sheet, you know, isn't, isn't all that difficult. It's just a matter of, you know, trying to, you know, the team being as comfortable as they are, they can be with it. So that came together pretty much on Monday, I would say, Bob. Yeah. Um, now, had you been in contact with Tom Dundon and Don Waddell a fair amount over the last two weeks? Yeah, I would say, yeah, I've been in touch with, with those guys regularly. We've been talking about Sebastian since last summer. So we've had a lot of conversations that we met at the draft, um, and I spoke to Tom during this process. So, yeah, I, I, I've been keeping in the loop with, 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 with Tom directly, actually. Yeah, because uh, sometimes what ends up happening in these scenarios is the teams get upset that the offer sheet actually comes in. Uh, but he was certainly advised that it was a distinct possibility given how good of a player Aho is. Well, I think, you know, I think everybody's aware of it, you know, and they're, and like everybody's talked about, they're not common, but they are a tool in the CBA. And I mean, when you, I mean, this is just one reason to get your player signed, you know, if you can avoid it, um, you know, that's a lot better. So they're rare, but they're also a very useful tool for different reasons in this case. You know, Sebastian, you know, was exposed and, you know, um, and Montreal, I give them a lot of credit. Uh, you know, they, they made an aggressive move to try and improve their team. And, you know, offer sheets aren't all that popular with your with your fellow general managers. But I think that, that the fact that he stepped up for his team means a lot. Yeah. Uh, who comes up with this sort of the financial package? Is that uh, a shared scenario or do the Canadians? How does that work, Jerry? Sorry, say that again, Bob. With, with, with yeah, the bonus, the bonus, the bonus structure and the deal, and the fact that uh, I think it's twenty-one. Like Sebastian would receive twenty-one million uh, out of like twenty-three million in the first, you know, over the next basically in one year. I mean, it's a lot of money for any organization to handle. Uh, but who comes up with is is that you got is that the sports corporation that does that Jerry is it the Montreal Canadiens is that a collaborative effort how does that work Well yeah I mean it's, it's we, we 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 do collaborate a bit I mean it's certainly a Montreal choice as to how they want to proceed you know but there are you know we do discuss you know like any contract for any reason we have discussions back and forth but 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 primarily driven by Montreal Yeah uh, the Hurricanes have sent out on Twitter that they intend to match but they technically have they technically matched at the like are you under the imp- have they contacted you and say uh, said Sebastian have, have they reached out to you yet at this stage? Yeah, I've talked to them. Yeah, they they've told me the same thing. They intend to match, but they haven't. So there's some paperwork that needs to be done uh, that hasn't been done. I'm not sure when they're when they're planning on doing that. Ultimately, it's, nothing is done until that gets filed. Okay, now this could just be a simple byproduct of the Hurricanes wanting the Canadians to squirm a little. I mean, could that be it in this scenario? Like, you know, because Montreal needs to know how much cap space they have as well, and Carolina's in the driver's seat given the structure of the CBA. that It's there to sit. I mean, I think we assume if they say they're going to intend to match, we have to take them at their word. Is that right? Well, I, I would think so, yeah. I mean, I, I, I you know, this is, this is the most, uh, I mean, today they've come out pretty strong. Yeah. It would be awkward if they all of a sudden didn't, but... Uh, but you never know, right? I just you just never quite know. So they have the right to match, and we all knew that going into this. And you know, I think if they do, it's a smart move on their part. And uh, but like I said, I've been around too long. Just in case, we'll wait to see that 
paper come in <laughs> just in case yeah uh, has has there been times where you thought you had deals done and they they fell through oh yeah i mean you think you're close to a deal and sometimes they slip away on you a little bit or they stall out or different things but generally when you know generally our, i mean we are that's the goal for us is to try and get deals done right you know, as i tell guys players don't hire us to not get a deal done you know we're hired to get a deal done so you know generally both deals go smoothly sometimes you know, there's always some disagreement and there's always a little bit of uh you know, tension in a, in a negotiation, but uh, they all get done. We're joined by Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation. Jerry, very quickly, I want to hit on two sort of Edmonton-themed uh, perspectives. We had you on uh, just over a week ago to discuss Brendan Con- or Brendan Connolly, uh, Brett Connolly. Brent- Brendan Connolly's a great guy, and he runs Roost Chris. So, and you- <laughs> I know Brendan. Yes, I, 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 I've been there with you at Oren Coolis, remember? So, right. form- former owner of Tampa Bay. So, so tell me this, uh, with Brett Connolly, for your situation, um, you mentioned the orders were in the mix there. Uh, what made Florida the right scenario for Brett? Well, actually, yeah, Edmonton for sure was. And what a great opportunity it would have been for Brett. He certainly knew that. Um, I think it was just a deal. Like, we were we were hoping for a, for a four-year deal. Um, I think that was our goal. Yeah. And teams, I think most teams were at the two- to three-year range. Right. And then as it happens, you know, when Florida you know, said, yeah, four years, they came up with the money. But part of that condition is you got to agree. So you can't really, if a, if a team steps up and gives you what you're looking for, it's not really fair to shop it. So... You know, we were under the gun uh, with Ford to, to to close it off, and uh, and we did. So, but Edmonton was certainly right there. Uh, it was a big opportunity for Brett. But they did they offer four years? The orders uh, may have. They weren't quite there yet. Okay, it was, they weren't there. But Ken was certainly not. He was great. We had just had an initial conversation and then talked about you know different possibilities, and and then just as happens at free agency, a team comes in hard and gives you what you want. You're sort of and it's a good spot for Brett. You know, it just seemed to be the right. You had to say yes. Yeah. Uh, now, in that situation, do you notify, like, how quickly, because it's different now, because it, the free agency doesn't start after July 1st, so we've, we've done away with all of the conversations that used to occur on the 28th, 29th, and 30th. Now you're actually legally Do you notify the other teams before uh, July 1st to, to tell them they're out of the mix uh, and that you've got a deal somewhere else? Yeah, we do say we do say we're close, we're close somewhere else, and then they might want to move on. It's just only fair. Otherwise, you'd be stringing everyone along. So, yeah, we try to let them know right away that we're that we're going in a different direction. Milan Lucic, I got to circle back to him again. You just uh, you are on Oilers now. He's a much discussed player. Um, have you had talked to Milan over the last twenty four to forty eight hours? I had, well, I actually had dinner with him a couple of days ago. He was just in town for a checkup, and he looks great. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, he's ready to roll. Um, you know, there was a lot of speculation about him moving on, but really nothing happened on that front. There wasn't much, I think, just him being ready to come back and have a good year. And I think there's going to be a, I think a bunch of guys on Edmonton are ready to have a good year, and I think that's going to happen. Um, look, you're based here at Edmonton. Obviously, you know, you, we, you've mentioned before, you've never hesitated sending a player to Edmonton, uh, getting a player signed. Uh, in Edmonton, but there are different pressures on players in this market than other markets. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, I think uh, well, Carolina. I don't think I got a call from a reporter from Carolina, so I think there might be one there. Tampa Bay has a reporter, you know, there's a couple. Yeah. But you know, the media markets in Canada and some of the you know, bigger hockey markets in the U.S. are pretty, are, are you know, are pretty intense, and certainly in Canada. So 
but hey, I, like I said, I live here, so I, you know, my golfing buddies and my beer drinking buddies are all Oiler fans, so you can understand the the intensity because they're passionate, and you gotta love that. So there's a there's a flip side of the coin that is real positive too that you get to play in a and a mark at a hockey mark with this kind of energy. Yeah, uh, Jerry, uh, we're going to try to get you in studio this summer, maybe with Scott Bonner, who does some of your scouting, and talk a bit about the growth of agencies and camps uh, and that sort of stuff. But just to wrap up, uh, tomorrow, one of your clients, who is a late bloomer, Colton Pareko, uh, has the Stanley Cup. Today is Craig Berube's day as coach out in Callahoo, and Colton's going to be doing some events uh, in West uh, in West Edmonton and in St. Albert. Um is that for for an agent to see your player, especially? I don't even know at what age you guys actually went out and got. Did you have Colton at fifteen, sixteen? Did you bring him under the fold at nineteen? But how rewarding is it for you to see a, one of your clients win the Stanley Cup? Oh, it's it's fantastic, Jack. I'm just so proud of him, and we're all so proud of him. I mean, he was he was a big big part of that team, and yeah, he's just you can't imagine. He's just a it's such a hard thing to do, and we've I've been around a long time, and I see guys you know, have such success, but the cup is still so elusive, you know. The only thing I would say is I'm expecting a text from uh, uh, Craig Ruby. He's pretty tough. He might say, if you want the cup back, you have to come to Calhoun and get it. So I don't know what we're going to do now, with that cup. Now, so, did, you play, did, did you play against him in the Western League when you were uh, – maybe, maybe a game or two, but I tried to, you know, I tried to go the other way. Well, so, yeah, uh, he was just, you were tough too, as I recall, back in the day. Well, maybe yeah, not that tough. Maybe not Ian Gallagher tough, but you were pretty tough. That's right. That's right. I know a great day to work for Colton. It's going to be fun. All right, uh, Jerry, we appreciate your time. Uh, have a uh, good luck in the Braden Point negotiations, and we'll reach out down the road, okay? Awesome. Thank you, Bob. You bet. That is Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation. So there you have it. Uh, just discussing how the whole thing came to be with the Montreal Canadiens. Monday, it was yesterday that uh, the Canadians basically uh, started uh, ramping it up in terms of a potential offer sheet. Uh, for Sebastian Ajo. And the Carolina Hurricanes have stated they intend to match, but they have not yet matched. You heard what Jerry said. Until the paperwork is done, that's the caveat in place. All right, spoiler alert. For anybody who happens to be watching right now, the United States and England in women's soccer in the World Cup England has just tied the game in the uh, 20th minute after uh, the U.S. jumped out early on a header. And so uh, we are tied 1-1. And this is, uh, give the Americans credit, they just beat the French, who, you know, France has a tremendous, uh, right now the best men's side in the world, not even close. The American women have been the number one team basically for, what, the last 20-plus years in women's soccer ahead of everybody else. But... England is closing ground, and so are the French, and we had ourselves a tie at 1-1. You can text us at 630-630, where you might even have time to open up the phone lines here at 780-496-0063 on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Uh, we'll be back after this. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 121 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Dekos. Hey, Jerry, what about the deal you got for Brendan Connolly? Well, that was Brett Connolly. Brendan Connolly and the staff at Roos Chris, which include Maggie, they'll take care of you. 9990 Jasper Avenue. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. Alberta owned and operated. Uh, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. 
Tell them Oilers Now sent you. All right, you can text us at any time at 6.30. I'm here with Brendan Escott along with uh, Dayton Abbott. Do you, uh, Brendan, you got to admit that was pretty cool yesterday that uh, the Canadians stepped up and did that. Now, do you think Carolina's playing some games in here when they say they intend to match and yet they've not filed the paperwork yet? If any general manager in the league was going to do something like that, is it not Don Waddell? The guy that shows up to the draft in track pants. Well, no, it, Dundon was the guy that was in the... Oh, uh, it was Dundon. It, it was the owner. Okay. And it was, he, he had the Lululemons going on. I mean, he was stylistically, you know, and it's just... But the thing that's surprised, like, there is not another... You know, like, a lot of people thought Boston's ownership under the years of Jeremy Jacobs. Uh, well, I mean, look at the Dallas Cowboys, right? Jerry Jones is basically the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys. But Dundon is all in. And nobody had really heard of him three or four years ago. Uh, High-energy guy. You know what? He's, I guess time will tell on his valuation of players because that is one of the questions out there. Like this, And some people will say, well, wait a sec here. You know, the, the Canadians just did a favor to, like, who's better? Is Sebastian Ajo a better player, a more valuable player? Put it this way. Is Sebastian Ajo a more valuable player to Carolina than Mitch Marner is to the Maple Leafs? Texas at 630-630. Because to me, he's a more valuable player than Marner, given that the Leafs have got two centers in Tavares and Matthews at 11 million bucks. But some people think, well, now that he's basically come in at eight and a half on five, that's going to be the standard for all these other guys. And that, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know, does it make Leon Dreisaitl's deal better that he's eight and a half times eight in Edmonton? Because when the Oilers signed Leon, there was, and there was a lot of warranted criticism of the work that Peter Shirelli did as GM, and he is no longer the GM here, which ultimately tells you the course. Uh, you know, I'm I'm here to tell you, Peter Shirelli's decisions cost the Oilers organization millions and millions of dollars. It's an undeniable fact. The team missed the playoff two years in a row, and he made some calls that didn't work out. Okay, And he would be the first to tell you that. But there were some things that he did. No one's ever going to debate the McDavid contract at 12 and a half times 8. We can agree on that. Brendan Escott, do we look at Dreisaitl differently now that he's had a 50-goal season? Eight and a half times 8. When we got other players, you know, Panarin's at 11-point people. Well, But some guys will say, well, Panarin can carry his own line and Dreisaitl can't. I don't buy that, by the way. I mean, there was one player in the entire NHL last year, 50-50. Your thoughts? Do people look at that deal differently now for Leon? I think they should. I think the smart fans will and look at the value returned on that contract. And this is, uh, you know, you can't forecast as an agent or a player what the market is going to be like for a player of your status as you improve. So you've just got to take the best deal in front of you at that time and, you know... uh, we can credit Peter Shirelli for, for now. I mean, at the time, maybe people felt different. He, he got ripped when that happened. Now, what what happened with Peter is, you know, that there had started to be, obviously, the Reinhardt trade didn't work. Lucic and Jerry Johansson has Lucic. You know, Lucic scored like twenty goals that first year, had about fifty points. So at the time that he traded or uh, at, that he signed Drysaddle the, the extension, that was after Jordan Everly had been moved. And after Benoit Pouliot had been bought out. It's interesting. Texas at 630, 630. Tweet us at orders now. 
Peter got the big contracts right, this texture says on our Heartland Ford text line. I think he just got killed by a thousand cuts. Stealth, says Bob, uh, or he's saying it's a stealth move. Tom Dunnan's going to let Bergevin twist in the wind for another six days. It's a stealth move. Bob, uh, this text out of Edmonton says Aho is more valuable than Marner. Another text out of Edmonton says Marner is better than Aho. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders now. Uh, Kevin from Kelowna says, Bob, I would take Marner over Ajo for skill alone, but for Carolina, I think Ajo's their future, and they need to do whatever it takes to keep them. They're on the upswing as an organization, so now is not the time to let your franchise player go. And again, I think we all think ultimately. Look, they've already said they intend to match. Uh, this text out of Edmonton... Uh, says, uh, Bob, I've said all along, Leon Dreisettle had a good contract, whether or not he plays with, uh, uh, whether he plays with Connor or not. Again, okay, this text says, Bob, stop it. It was the management group, as from Nicholson's own mouth. You are brutal, Bob. He's calling me brutal because I'm saying Shirelli... Group decision on uh, Koskinen, Yes. When the coaches tell you not to trade Ryan Strome and you go ahead and do the deal, don't tell me it was a group decision. On Koskinen, it was a group decision. They sat there, and and we'll see what happens now that Mike Smith's here. We're actually going to hear from uh, Mike Smith, but thank you for telling me that I'm brutal. I, I, I appreciate that. Usually I heard that every second that I was on the ice playing midget double A for the Southside Athletic Club. Stoffer, you're brutal. You suck. All those sort of things. And my former teammates... Really, that's sort of negative reinforcement. It wasn't coming from the guys in the other team. It was coming from the guys in my own team. Off to a uh, global news weather traffic update from Eileen Bell. And when we come back, uh, we're going to go back in the Oilers Now Audio Vault. We'll hear some comments from Jujar Kara, Mike Smith, Marcus Granlin, and get your texts, tweets, and emails. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.